Listener Production. Relish, chutney, hollandaise or HP? Things are about to get saucy. You naughty little monkeys, you. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. A couple of news stories coming out about the FIFA World Cup since it took place uh, a couple of mornings ago. Alex Dyson, have you seen these two? One... There's a uh, there was a topless fan who hasn't been seen since the final. No, got, got, got escorted by authorities out of the uh, stadium because of you know you're not allowed to be topless. She took a she was an Argentinian fan took her top off, mm. dancing around sort of you know cheering along. Then gets escorted out. Hasn't been uh, seen since. No sign That's of her. People worried she's behind bars. The other one, did you see Salt Bay is getting absolutely torched. The guy who dribbles salt down the forearm to entertain and delight the senses. He somehow ends up on the pitch with, like, Messi. He's trying to get a photo with Messi. Messi keeps brushing him off, and he's grabbing Messi's arm like, come on, photo time, photo time. Salt Bay stormed the pitch after the match. I don't know how he got invited onto the pitch, but he's with all the players and stuff, and then he ends up getting a photo next to Messi, but the footage is of him, like, grabbing Messi's arm, and Messi keeps being like, just like, go away, Salt Bay. I know you're a Salt Bay, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> so, double anyways, look, we're hoping we're hoping for the best for everyone in all those parties. Uh, but look, we have a very big show for you this morning, Alex Dyson, don't we? Oh, it's absolutely gargantuan, mate. We not only will be solving your love and relationship questions with a little bit of Ask Alex, but where things are going to get a little bit political in a moment. Yeah, that's right. You've got some very interesting audio. You won't believe how mm, crafty this particular politician is uh, coming out of Canada. And also, Daiso, I saw a news story that made me think, oh, we've got to get in touch with a good friend of ours, an old friend who has a story that can absolutely relate to this one that was uh, quite jaw-dropping and head-popping recently that I saw in the news for lack of better words. Uh, This is Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Let's jump right in. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Well, Alex Dyson, they always say when you're flying, keep your seatbelt on, Mm -hmm. even when the sign's off. Yep. And every time I think, ah, that won't matter. Especially when you're flying with a three-year-old. I'll tell you this, Mm. this, this scares me a lot, this news story that came out of the US recently. Because when, when you've got a three-year-old, you try to tell them to keep their seatbelt on. <laughs> Mate, when we traveled overseas with Sophia, she was, actually, she was only five months old. If you try and travel with anyone between one and three, you're doomed. They'll be lying on the floor. Mm. They'll be running down the aisle. It's an absolute nightmare. And, and the good thing is, is all you need to say to like a, a baby on a flight is just like, would you mind being uh, a bit quieter? You're disturbing everyone else. And the babies just go, oh, I'm sorry. I understand. <laughs> I didn't realize. Yeah. I'll, oh my I'll God, stop I'm crying so right sorry. now. Yeah. Apologies, everyone. I'll yeah, go back to exactly. reading my book. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. The perfect flight for war and peace. All 2,000 <laughs> pages of. God, I can't even read that book. I tried. I was like, what the hell is this? Honestly gave up about three pages. In. I had the same thing with Dune, the book Dune. <laughs> you go read and you're like, I can't keep a track of all these names this and races. A, yeah, and stuff. This is unintelligible. I got one page. I'm like, not today. And then never went back. But um, yeah, why are you bringing it up? Because you saw a video recently of something. I've seen a few videos because it, it affects everyone from every now and again. But that air pocket of turbulence, that's a scary oh, pocket, mate. Well, there was an airline out of the US that hit one of those pockets, drops out of the sky, 36 people, like, badly injured, 20 taken to emergency. Ooh. 
We're talking people smashing their heads on the roof. One of them was a 14-month-old child. Oh. So I sincerely hope all the best for them because I can't imagine there was, there was serious head injuries, lacerations, bruising, loss of consciousness, which is pretty hectic. I've had one where was flying, I think it was Tiger Airways, rest in peace, flying from Melbourne to Sydney. Halfway through, they said, we're going to have to return to Melbourne. But we were like, it was like over halfway. I'm like, Bro. no. Just land it in our destination and fix it. Don't fly back to Melbourne and fix it. That's the same thing that happened to one of my, one of my really good friends. We were all going to Ronnie Chang's wedding and he was coming from New Zealand. <laughs> and he gets halfway across from New Zealand and they had to turn back because the toilets weren't working. It's like, guys, Hold shit it in. in the vomit bag <laughs> if you have to. Just get us there. So we actually asked you, uh, you know, what is your scariest flight that you've ever had? Um, and there's been a couple, actually, a couple of people got in touch with us on at matt.n.alex on Instagram. Haley said, halfway through the flight, I spotted the flight attendant running down the aisle with a fire extinguisher. Don't, oh, God. Don't want to do that. I'm well, sure some say people... not to smoke in the toilets. <laughs> yeah. That'll teach them. <laughs> Kick the door open and just <laughs> spray them with it. Sorry, our alarms were going off. Uh, Uni said, I was flying to Athens and there was massive turbulence. Everyone on the plane was terrified. A random old lady next to me was freaking out and was holding on tight to my hands. Yep, I believe that. Goodness me. Lily said, on a flight to Vancouver, 10 minutes into the flight, I looked out the window and the wing was on fire. <laughs> ah! <laughs> ah! <laughs> no, Lily. And Alex Dyson, someone who has actually been in this situation of extreme turbulence, I remember this story from a few years ago now, is our old good friend, worker, co-worker, co-host, Dom Alessio. G'day, Dom. Hello, Matt and Alex. G'day, Dom. Thanks so much for chatting to us about probably a pretty scary moment in your life. <laughs> just thank you for re-traumatizing me. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, well, it's just as soon as I saw this story, I was like, that happened to Dom. Yeah, it was twenty about 2015, I think it was. I was going on holidays, and it was like the first leg of the flight. Um, so we're flying to Singapore. I remember we we just kind of passed Australia, so we were over the ocean, and then all of a sudden, the plane just drops out of the sky. Like, it just falls. And I remember oh, my this, God. This I scares remember, me so much. I remember gripping the armrest really tightly, like the... Like the air hostess, the air stewardess, she just hit the ceiling. Like she just flew oh, up into the my, ceiling. Oh my god! In my head, it happened for a long time. It was it was probably like five or six seconds. Ultimately, but I mean, like she hits the ceiling, the plane writes itself. She falls down and like hits the armrest at the end of the row, hits the floor, and just jumps back up and goes, "Is everyone all right?" And we're all staring at her, being like, "Are you all right?" <laughs> So we get to Singapore because that's the first stop and, you know, the plane refuels and we board and I, and I sit down at a new seat and this guy sits next to me and just turns to me and goes, oh, you were on the death flight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. That would have been absolutely terrifying. Oh my Did you have your seatbelt done up? You know, they say like, well, it's room flight, make sure your seatbelt's done up. It doesn't always happen. Did you have it on? Uh, I, mate, I'm a stickler for the rules, so I definitely had my seatbelt on. Well, wow, oh my gosh, did you see anyone else who didn't? Like, did anyone else go up, or was it literally just the flight attendant? I do remember hearing somebody um, walking back to their seat who who had been in like the toilet was like, 
He's like, I just hit the ceiling in the toilet. So, I mean, I'm just hoping nothing was in that toilet for that guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you hope that's a one-way flap, hey. My, oh, my. That does not need to be a pet door. Well, thank you very much, Dom, and best of luck tonight for your music trivia at the Bank Hotel. I really hate being on a music trivia team because I just feel so much pressure having worked at uh, <laughs> a music radio station before. Well, now this one will be this one you should come to because this one is a little bit different because it's uh, all Christmas music trivia. Oh, so, there we a, go! It's our most. We've been doing this for a couple of years at the bank in Newtown in Sydney. It's the it's our third annual Christmas music trivia. It's always our most chaotic music trivia. Amy Shark came to one one. I know. I was with I was with her partner and and she was. Oh, I shouldn't say anything. <laughs> But she was there. She she was there. She was definitely time, there. So. Yes, we can and, say uh, that. And I remember thinking, "Where's Where's Amy?" And then and then she's like, "She's at trivia." Yes. And uh, and then there was a little bit of chat about making sure that Amy's phone stayed off during the trivia. <laughs> well, all right, that's all I'll say. I don't want right, to out okay. anyway. I was like, that's all I'll say. Okay, don't want to embroil it into a um, Australian cricket esque music cheating scandal. Look, her, her team won. Oh, uh, oh. I, I, I think I think fairly. We, we we assume everybody who plays our trivia is playing by the rules. Well, okay, they've got an excellent okay. host in Dom Alessio, so if you are around Newtown tonight, go and uh, check in with Dom and some Christmas music trivia. Thanks so much again, John. Sydney's Newtown, that is, by the way, not Hobart's. Yes. Thanks again, Dom. You're an absolute legend. We'll catch you soon. Thanks, guys. And now it's time for... Can you hear me, Alex? Alex, can I ask you a question? It's called... Ask Alex. That's right, Matt. You don't get a degree from the University of Sealed Section without getting to use it later in life. Back in the day, I used to write love advice, guidance for uh, the readers of Girlfriend Magazine. And I look, Matt, relationship problems don't go away um, after <laughs> you leave high school. They no, stick around. No, they do, they do. But you know what? You learn from your mistakes. And uh, Alex yep. Dyson has the wisdom, and I've made the mistakes. So <laughs> together, we make quite a team. It is a formidable relationship tag team, uh, of which we want to answer your questions right now. And uh, you can send us a voice memo, send us a message, matt.n.alex, uh, mattnalex.com.au. And this week's question comes from Brayden. Hello, Matt, Alex, and producer Bron. Um, I've got a question for Love Dr. Dyson in the Ask Alex segment. Um, I've just started seeing someone. She's a doctor. No relevance. <laughs> um, I was just wondering where, Alex, you see the line is of wanting asking for more from someone versus expecting what they're giving you is who they are. And if that isn't enough, then maybe you should move on. Thank you. Oh, baby, Brayden, you are touching <laughs> upon some of the big questions when it goes to getting to that next level, which is interesting. And I tell you what, I've even been, I've been working hard outside of radio trying to come up with these things for you. I've been reading The Road Less Traveled, Matt kind. What is that? It is a 
psychology book from the 80s. Are you reading this to help ask Alex listeners or to help <laughs> Alex? <laughs> well, you know, sharing knowledge is a great thing. And um, yeah, it is, it is interesting talking about love and what you sacrifice for someone, one of which could be sacrificing certain things that annoy you from another person that they're not able to, you know, provide. But the last thing you want to do is compromise yourself, Brayden, oh, as well. Jeez, it's a tough one, isn't it? And so there are different things that you've got to take into consideration. It all comes down to communication. Okay, you've got to say, actually, what I would really like is this. I know this is not, doesn't come naturally to you. It doesn't do this, but would you mind giving it a go? You can always give it a go. Um, but I think you've got to be clear to them as well. Like it's something that's, that's very important to me. I think it's going to be something that be that. So if you're willing to do it, that's great. If you're not, that is also great because you can't, or you don't want to, for whatever reason, they can, um, take a step back or they can say, I will try, but can you go easy on me if I don't nail it every single time? And you can go, yeah, sure. But the talking is the thing, Matthew. That'll hopefully get you there. And also, yeah, trying to have the conversations, not so much in anger, but in understanding. How's that? There were zero jokes during that <laughs> right then. Because it's a serious topic, Alex Dyson. It just depends what you mean by asking more of someone. I mean, mm. if it's a matter of, hey, do you mind not leaving your towels mm -hmm. on the couch? Mm -hmm. All right. They're wet. They leave marks. I'd prefer that didn't happen. Yep. Then the person could be like, oh, I didn't know. I've always left my towel on the couch. Yep. I find it very cooling. <laughs> All right. I mean, who knows? Sit down onto a wet towel. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Who knows? Mm -hmm. They might say, I had no idea. Of course I can change. Mm -hmm. But if we're talking about the fundamentals. Yep. Mate, we're talking about actual character, who you are, the roots implanted into the earth. <laughs> you can't just dig up a plant and put it in a pot. Yeah, because humans, we're oak trees. We're fully and, grown oaks. And expect it to grow just as well as it did, you know, mm -hmm. by the beach as it will on the, on the peaks of Everest. All right, you've got to make sure that you you uh, you respect that plant and who it is mm. and how it grew to be the beautiful tree that it was when you met them. That's it. Well, Braden, I hope you got a little bit of insight <laughs> into uh, you know what to do in this situation. I mean, uh, like like I always sort of believe these things. Mm. I mean, they 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 should be singing from the start. Relationship should be singing from the start. The yeah. problems that are there at the beginning, they very rarely go away. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, that's the so... thing. And you've got to be. Go, can I put up with this for sixty to seventy years? <laughs> yeah. Um, if that's the if that's the world you're yeah. going for. Yeah. And... You've got to be like, I've got to be prepared to sit on that wet towel for my entire life. Yeah. Otherwise, do I do I do I try to change someone, or do I <laughs> do I just get over it, or do I have to walk away? It's as simple as that. Or do can I, I be prepared to do that? Yeah. Buy my own couch and do whatever the heck I want with it and they can keep <laughs> their couch all wet and mm. whatever they do with it. The only exception to this, I would say, Braden, if, if they're saying, if you want more from someone and that relationship is more episodes than with Matt and Alex, then the answer is yes, we can give you more. And we are yeah. going to be giving you some more next week, <laughs> which will be great. <laughs> and uh, we won't go changing.
if you don't, Braden. Oops. Matt O'Kine, what kind of imbecile would want to get into politics? (laughs) Honestly? What kind of complete moron would think going into this world and working with these people would be a good use of their finite life on this planet? Someone who specialises in the art of smuggery. (laughs) And you, all right? That's about it. It's such a weird game to get into. I think about every now and then because I I would like to see change. Mm. I remember sitting opposite a politician once at like a dinner um, and and they were sort of talking about like they're in state politics now and they were previously in council politics and they were like, I just really liked council politics because, you know, when someone needed a footpath to be fixed... You worked hard and you fixed the footpath and it was like, yep. there you go. And then you go up to state politics and it's all of this name-calling, policy-making crap that mm. just takes forever. Everyone lies. It's just garbage. But uh, also, thank you to our state uh, members for <laughs> doing their job. Well, Please the- keep the funding going for the screen bodies, am I right? <laughs> Well, that's the thing. It's like, I'm sure everyone in there is very well-meaning, but it gets into a point where it is a parody of itself. Because, you know, in Australia, you think Australian politics are pretty cooked. And you're like, are we the only ones? And then you go, well, America, of course, that's off the deep end. You know, there's, there's no salvaging that. Oh, that, they've, got those, that they've got that specialist dive training pool <laughs> where it's like 10 metres deep. you got to... All, all, the, all those deep sea divers are practicing learning how to use a scuba equipment at the bottom of the pool. Yeah, anyway. they've got some absolute cookers there. <laughs> they got the Mariana Trench going on. James Cameron needs a boat to get to the bottom of their cookery. You would think that, I don't know, like a very nice and polite country like, let's say, Canada would have, their politicians would have things worked out, but they are just as bad, if not worse, if... This video that I saw recently is anything to go by. I mean, we've all seen politicians trying to sidestep a question before and answer something like, mm. well, I think it's what Australians are really concerned about is this. But never have I seen a more blatant matrixing around the bullets of questions. <laughs> We're talking some Benji Marshall, Jonathan Thirst and Twinkle Toes. Now Just you see him, <laughs> now you don't, of questions that this particular video that I saw posted online this week out of Canada, one politician wanting the other politician to say audibly what the average house price is in Ottawa, the capital of Canada. But the way this dude avoided it is both infuriating, bordering on hilarious. Let's have a listen to this. Uh, My question is for the Minister of Middle Class Prosperity, who is a member of parliament here in Ottawa. What is the average cost for a home in the city of Ottawa? The Honourable Minister. Uh, Mr. Speaker, my uh, title is the Minister of Tourism and Associate Minister of Finance. I'm sure my Honourable colleague across the way knows that. But let me say, Mr. Speaker, 156,000 jobs. The Honourable Member for Carleton. The uh, Minister of Treasury Board uh, can uh, help uh, by telling us the average cost of a house in uh, the, the nation's capital. 
The Honorable Minister. Mr. Speaker, I want to say 106% of jobs have been recovered since the lowest point of the pandemic. Member for Carleton. What is the uh, average increase in house prices since this government took house uh, took office uh, uh, f- uh, in 2015? The Honourable Minister. Mr. Speaker, Canada's economy contracted by 17% between February and April 2020, the largest and most sudden contraction in real GDP since the Great Depression, and we're already back. Well, member for Carleton. Just the average house price. <laughs> the Honourable Minister. 5.5 million Canadians lost their jobs, and they're all back. Member for Carleton. And what would they pay for the average house? <laughs> the the minister. In 2020, unemployment rated more than doubled from a pre-pandemic level of 5.7% to a record of 13.7%, 6% now. Member for Carleton. I think there's a problem with the audio in the chamber. <laughs> the question was, what is the average cost of a house in Canada today? The Honourable Minister. Mr. Speaker, our government has made historic investments in housing affordability, and we will continue to do so. Oh, my God. Look, bravo. They're both getting paid to do that. But bravo. Put that person on Dancing with the Stars because they <laughs> danced around that topic with the glitz and glamour of Paul Mercurio. <laughs> Who just got voted into politics. So exactly. I see so there I know we what go. he's going to be doing. <laughs> getting into voted into state politics in Australia. I mean, it is... You know, it's somewhat infuriating for knowing that both those people and the guy in the middle who just got to introduce each person every time they stood up, they're in a chamber just standing up and asking each other these questions. They're all getting paid. The Canadians are paying for them. So it's equal parts infuriating, but also a little bit inspiring. I know. You know, when people try to ask you a question you don't really want to answer, like, why can't we just normalize avoiding answering questions we don't want to answer. Yeah, you know? 100%. And I actually put this into, into to practice recently at the weekly Matt and Alex press conference. You know how at the White House, there's always someone up answering questions. We do that for Matt and Alex every week. So journalists obviously can come and ask us about the show. And The, um, the ones who can get in. Yeah. Seating is limited. Yeah, we run a tight ship. But I tried to sort of use this and put it into practice for our own press conference. And this is how it went. Yeah, g'day. Just wanted to check to see the average star rating of the Matt and Alex podcast. Oh, for sure. Uh, Matt and Alex is the world's first on-demand breakfast radio show. Yes, but uh, the average rating for an episode of All Day Breakfast, uh, what would that be? We've put out almost 200 episodes since the start of the pandemic, and there's plenty more to come. And what have the listeners rated it, like in stars? (laughs) The average length of the episode is 22 minutes with a moratorium on feces on Fridays. Uh, Yeah, just the rating though, thanks. Over 1 million listeners have had their mind blown by our content. <laughs> yeah, the rating. Five shows are released every week. What's the rating? So, yeah, you see, it worked very, very well for us at our most recent press conference, Matt. Very well done avoiding those questions, Alex Dyson. I appreciate that. I was off. Replying to all the negative reviewers that we have. <laughs> what negative sites? reviewers? I've never heard about those. We have five episodes a week. <laughs> that brings us to the end of another Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Hope you had a good one and we'll catch you again tomorrow. Bye-bye. That's it. The All Day Breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex.